Hey friends, you're listening to Go Home Baba, You're Drunk, an irreverent media podcast. First Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth, and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast, we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change, it's a podcast about seeking moral high ground, and it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcast, and if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know. Welcome to Go Home Bible, You're Drunk, the podcast where we dust off our Bibles and laugh hilariously at it and see if there's anything of value there. Uh, My name is Justin Gentry. I am a seminarian, ministry dropout, and uh, deconstructor of faith, I guess. I felt like I needed three things, and that's what I came up with today. Uh, I'm joined today uh, by my co-host. Yeah, I'm Troy Williams Douglas, and um, yeah, I guess I'm like ex-evangelical, grew up in in church, and dropped out of Bible school. And I, yeah, the Bible is just—it's just really—it's just a very funny, funny book. It's—it's scary too, but it's funny. Yes. And then there's the whole like, what's it called? The like the like trauma syndrome associated with like hell i don't remember anyway i don't remember the like, scientific name of it but you know the existential dread that comes with fearing for your <laughs> eternal soul on a daily basis when you're when you're, when you're four years old <laughs> yes absolutely i definitely prayed that sinner's prayer many times and wondered oh my god did it, did right. it take is this for real like uh-huh. is it is there a sin i don't know about in in college we had a professor that was like introduced the concept of like if you go out into the street and you get hit by a bus and while you're getting hit by a bus you say and then this is where he said he said scuba la that's like his his like his like insert word for a cuss word was scuba la (laughs) cool okay um you know would you go to hell or not and i was like oh my gosh like if cussing is what sends you to hell i'm really in trouble Uh. (laughs) i was like i I almost wanted to stand up in class like fuck me i can't do this i'm out (laughs) you're like you're like yep nope nope yeah it's not it's not happening no way so um so yeah that's the weirdness of the bible that's what we talk about and Usually what, what is we do, the Bible doing to people though? What is like, what is the Bible doing to people? This week. Like what is this it doing week. to people this week? Uh it's it's <laughs> it's doing some things to Josh Duggar, I will say. Oh, God. Hi, this is editing Justin stepping in for just a brief moment to remind you that we recorded this the day that we found out Josh Duggar had been arrested. So please bear that in mind as you listen to our discussion. Thanks. I will say, oh God. Uh, news story broke uh, just today 
uh, that he was, he's been arrested and he's being held in jail in Arkansas and he's being held without bond. So it's you know probably something rather serious. I don't know what it is yet. By the time this podcast airs, I'm sure we will know what it is. And old Josh Duggar, for those of you who don't know, he was one of the kids in the 19 Kids and Counting reality show, which was about a quiverful family. Uh, a quiverful family is a family that does not believe in birth control at all. Just, you know, God will give you the kids that you have. And he had 18 brothers and sisters. And I think they may still be having kids. I don't know. Um, oh, yeah, it's possible. It's, it's possible. Uh, so he grew up in that family. And he is now an adult man. He's, I think he's in his 30s now. Uh, he, and he's had some troubles. Um, he has. It's like, it's kind of like that theology doesn't help prepare you for life at not, all. Not at all. And I imagine living with, you know, 19 brothers and sisters does not prepare you for reality. Um, you know, living with one roommate, for sure. Um, right. But, right. But anyway, so he... He's, he's had some troubles before with some inappropriate touching of underage girls. He says he has a pornography addiction. Apparently he had multiple accounts on Ashley Madison, which I just find funny that, you know, like that's still like, that's still like a hanging thing. over his head. Like it was in the news <laughs> story. Like <laughs> I shouldn't laugh, but like, dude, come on, come on, dude. Yeah, so he's had some story, and I don't, I don't mean, I don't want. To, obviously, he has experienced a certain amount of trauma and is acting that yeah. out. So I think I do have, yeah. I do have, I do have a certain amount of sympathy for people raised in these high demand religions, mm-hmm. and then when they act out and go crazy and have legal trouble because of it, I, I, there is a certain amount of sympathy for me. But it's also, yes. to me, yes. it again highlights that this system does not work, and mm-hmm. it does not typically produce good humans. This is just one that happened to get caught. Um, yeah yeah it's true uh, man I know that's 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 such a good point I mean I think that you know having grown up I we weren't quite quiverful it was aspirational I think but um you know because I'm the oldest of five so it's nothing like you know over a dozen children however what is really interesting about those spaces is that you are never given the opportunity to exercise any amount of like agency or like self-restraint because it's always external, right? So you're never, you're never using it for yourself. It's always, well, if I don't do this, then I'm going to get hit. So I can sneak, right. Or, you know, I'm just going to be in trouble. Um, And I, I, I think that that has, huge detrimental effects on people to never have any opportunity to um, self-regulate because all of the regulation is external and fear-based. And so um, like, not only are you not developing these skills that like, you don't, you don't get to like retake first grade for, for your brain. Right. It's like, once it's gone, it's gone. And, um, yeah, it, then it's like, you're an adult and you've been completely fucked over and you're now also responsible for your life and your decision and your kids' lives. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's like, it's, it's ugly. Like it is yeah. not good. He's an adult in his thirties yeah. and has no, yeah. has apparently no control. And, and right. that is something, that, and, and how would you even know how to get that when right. all of your control mechanisms are your parents or your religion? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And when you step out, I will admit there is a certain amount of like, uh, oh my gosh, like it's, you're almost getting right. overwhelmed by the freedom. Yes. Being able to, like, I own my body, I own my stuff. Like I own, I own all of my right. core decisions as well. Like mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. You know, the devil didn't make me do that. Um, yeah, it's hard. It is. It is like not to make excuses for any kind of abuse, obviously. Yes. It's like, yes. You're setting, you're setting people up to be abusers. Like you're literally yes. training people, small children to grow up and abuse people. Yes. That, that's what that is. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, I, that's a very good point that we don't, we don't want to say like, oh, all is forgiven or nothing is anyone's fault. Right. But right. it is, it is a system that, that, that yeah, creates these situations and, and mm-hmm. creates these you know, inabilities to control yourself. And, and, yeah. and when someone tries, does try to break out, there are mechanisms that are like, this person is wrong, this person is bad. There's so many social ways to keep people in. Yeah, yeah, so, especially, I mean, especially in that, man. Yeah, unfortunate, we'll probably talk about this story again. Cause I mean, even, cause you, this story you have like, hardcore Christian conservatism mixing with like Hollywood exploitation of children, TV show type situation. Yeah. There are just so many weird traumas that are in this family Mm -hmm. that I think it'll Mm -hmm. be, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. And I, I do, I hope he gets help. I, you know, I hope he gets out. Yes, absolutely. You know, um, and I hope they all do, but Mm yeah, it's going to be, it's gonna be rough. Therapy is amazing. Go mm-hmm. get some if you can afford it, because we live in a capitalist hellscape. So yes, we not do. everybody can. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not everybody can, but there are a lot of opportunities for you know subsidized, you know, yes. Not perfect, True. but it is is something. So yes, therapy, it is something. Plug for therapy. Absolutely. And if and if mm-hmm. various therapy companies want to advertise with us, we are that that might be that. okay. That'd be yeah. Um, uh, so another story that's similar, I think is going to dovetail into what we're going to talk about today, uh, or the Bible story we want to talk about is, uh, the controversy, the continuing drama with Beth Moore, as I think she very slowly, uh, you know, mm-hmm. too slowly for some people's taste, uh, but very slowly begins to move out of the Baptist circles, moves out of fundamentalism begins to call out and is, is calling out by name white supremacy and patriarchy mm-hmm. we, these are good things uh, but yeah. the backlash she's continuing to receive and the anger and vitriol of you know the, theobrogens that just just want to come in and, and you know some bearded guys with pipes and you know tobacco stained hands that think that oh God. God uniquely gifted them with bigger brains than Beth Moore you know want to come and tell her that she's wrong they can't she can't teach men whatever and it's just it's, it is very interesting to watch and i think mm, that she is mm-hmm. she is not perfect person at, at all there are a lot of you know particularly right. queer folks that are upset that she has not come further faster yeah i yeah. i understand that yes as someone again that paid a lot of financial price for leaving evangelicalism I will mm-hmm. just say it's slow. Like it is, it is, it took me a long time to be fully LGBTQ affirming. I feel like that's intentional. 
Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. You have it's... to disentangle yeah. yourself from like your entire community. Yes. Um, yeah. And it's, it's just, it's, they make it so that it is, it is slow and messy yeah. to, yeah. to leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially for someone who financially benefits from the system, either as someone like me, who was a pastor, or someone like her, who's not necessarily a pastor, but certainly has a lot of their income, livelihood, influence, audience is wrapped up in this system. Right. So I, I, I understand the desire for someone to like, no, you need to renounce this. You need to come out fully queer and fully, um, mm-hmm. fully affirming of all identities. I get that. Right. I, I completely yes. understand that desire. Um, and as someone who is not in that community, I, I can only, I, I can only imagine how that feels at mm-hmm. the same time though, having been someone that's gotten out, it's like, it will take a while, like right. for a lot of people yeah. it, because it, there's so much you have to disentangle and so I I appreciate her for doing it publicly I appreciate her for you know being a voice that says like hey white supremacy is bad patriarchy is bad we all y'all got to clean this mess up I like that right Um, yeah it is just interesting to see the backlash uh particularly Mm -hmm. because like oh you're a woman you're not allowed to do that yeah I think yeah I mean I think that that's true I like I'm queer and it took me probably a decade to get to the point where I was like, oh yeah, this isn't like sin, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I something I wrestled with every fucking day. And I'm that's not, I'm not exaggerating. Every day for a decade. I was like, why are we supposed to hate gay people? Like, why is this, why is this wrong? Because again, then you have predators like Josh fucking Duggar. Yeah. And like, so he's a good guy, even though he's molesting children you know, that's what he was accused of, but queer people yeah. aren't good yeah, people. His, like yeah. it doesn't yeah. make any sense. His sexuality is good because it's straight, quote unquote. Yes. It's just, right. it's, a, it's a messed up straight. It's misplaced. It's misplaced. That's what, yeah. that's what, that's what they, yeah. That's the argument yeah. is that his, his, his sexuality is misplaced. Yeah. Whereas, whereas other sexualities are just wrong. And that's you evil, know, like, yeah. yeah. Evil, yeah. wrong, distorted, mm-hmm. you know, like crooked, whatever you want to, whatever awful name you want to put on it. Um, mm-hmm. And and that's you know, and that's it, it. Sucks that we put people in this position to like be wrapped up in this thing that you've got a yeah. very. I mean, some people are able to do it quickly, and good for you. Yes. Like if you can just yeah. throw that off in a night, you're way ahead of a lot of us. <laughs> yeah. 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 And some people do. Yeah. Great. Uh, I could not do that. And I know, you know, I appreciate you speaking up about, you know, some of your struggle as well. It took, it takes a while for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, you know, I appreciate that about, I appreciate that about Beth Moore and her being a strong woman with a big platform is, I think that's, that's a, a big bonus. Yeah. Yeah. And being willing to like take those hits, honestly, yeah. it sucks. I mean, I'm sure she's, she's fine. She doesn't care. Right. Husband, father, pastor, Twitter coming after her. Like, I I think that that is probably comical to her just because like Mm -hmm. she's been doing this for a long time in a denomination that uh, does not affirm her work. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Yeah. At least not in any meaningful way. Yeah. For being someone in their sixties, she is good at Twitter. I will say. Like there was like, yeah, husband, father, pastor, 
brother whatever twitter came after her and like one of them said like like was gonna curse her womb or something like if she didn't stop her womb was gonna be cursed and she's like i had a hysterectomy 15 years ago like if god was gonna come after my womb like it's too late like i just like there's just she has these quips that are just that are that's great very good. that's so great I for, love a, it. for a 60 some year old baptist woman like her her twitter game her twitter is, game is, is on actually, point yeah, pretty on point <laughs> I will say that's amazing. So, uh, speaking of people whose Twitter game is on point, I mm-hmm. do want to get into our Bible story today. And uh, yes, I imagine that both Deborah and JL would have been very good at Twitter. Uh, mm. I don't know. Yeah, why. Very snarky. Very snarky. Uh, so we're going to talk about Deborah and JL today. And so get your glasses ready. We're going to have a little drinking game for you. Um, and then, yeah, we're going to strap in and we're going to. Go through this story. Perfect. I'm I'm drinking pink grapefruit mineral water. That's Perrier. I've never had Perrier. Sorry, I've never had this before. It's very weird. I don't know if I like it. I think that I'm just like a good old fashioned Lacroix girl. So that's what I'm drinking. Yeah, I, I'm actually just drinking water today because uh, I'm in a hurry. <laughs> is uh, it is it tap water or is it filtered? It, water? Oh, it's straight. It's, it's straight out of the tap, out of my water bottle right here <laughs> from the REI co-op, and so that's what I'm drinking today. I did have a uh, whiskey sour yesterday, and I will definitely be drinking this weekend. But currently, I am not. I saw. I saw that. I saw that. That's really funny. It would, okay, at some point, we actually do. We should probably actually record an episode drunk like that would be drinking we should while we're actually drinking Mm -hmm. um maybe that'll just be for patrons i think that might be a patron only content yeah behind the scenes (laughs) if they only knew the things that yeah i know what tori and justin would actually say yes so so what is our what is our drinking game today tori um let's see here i think that our drinking game should probably be um Again, as we we're talking about the Theobrogens, probably something about like women not being able to lead. I feel yeah. like that might be the one, right? So yeah, if you're a Theobrogen out there, yeah. Thank you for listening. We're thank still you. looking forward to your one-star reviews. Make sure you write them down too. Like, don't just get one star. You have to tell us exactly like chapter and verse what we did wrong. Yes. No, no, no. You have to like. Yeah, you have to be specific. Otherwise, we're just you, you have to so. you have to earn that one-star review. You do. You gotta do your work. Yeah. You gotta prove it. Prove that prove that we only deserve one star based on your um Bible college experience. I don't know. What is it based on? Is it based on Twitter? It's based on just having a beard and drinking beer. I think I'm not so. sure what the what the I rules are anymore. You know, I've been out having, for a minute. I think having gone to Bible school or maybe like having been in, gone to seminary but never actually pastored or done anything. Like you go to seminary. And then you become like a mechanic or something. I don't know. I think maybe that's uh, not that there's anything wrong with being a mechanic. No, but there's I feel nothing like wrong there with is, that. That's great. I feel like there's a weird energy to someone who gets a master's degree in theology and then never does anything. Doesn't use it. For, just kind yeah. of. Yeah, that's just, interesting. They just kind of like tweet and are angry at women in their free time. So, 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 yeah. <laughs> so basically just trying to be Mark Driscoll, but having a real job. <laughs> Yes, yes. Like I, I want to be Mark Driscoll, but I don't want to actually be a pastor. Which I suppose, if Mark Driscoll had the self awareness to not be a pastor, that would probably be a good thing. 
Maybe I shouldn't make fun of these guys. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good point. He's very, he's a very abusive man. Like yes, he's very abusive. Yes. So any any time a woman leads and especially if women doing shit, in, women doing yeah. shit, take a drink, raise your glass to the ladies. So so we're going to start right off. Uh, this is going to be out of Judges chapter four. If you're following along in your Bibles, uh, I I don't know if you would, but if you if you are. Bible and drink in hand. Uh, we're just going to go through Judges 4. And the, ju- the time of Judges is weird. It is a weird, it, 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 honestly, this is, so like a lot of libertarian friends will point to like Ayn Rand's, like whatever that right. book is, uh, The Fountainhead, not The Fountainhead. I can't Atlas Shrugged. Access Shrugged, goodness gracious. As like, this is what a libertarian society would look like. And I'm like, no, I think the book of Judges is a better depiction of what a libertarian <laughs> society would look like. That's you know, amazing. Like, I mean, the book opens up with like, everyone did what they wanted to do. Like everyone was their own, like, oh, forget the phrase exactly. But um, so like- Well, not, not everyone, because there's no angel orgies. So some people were doing what they wanted to do. Yeah, this is the, this is past the time of the angel orgies. <laughs> Yeah, there may still be Nephilim wandering around. We're not sure. But yeah, so, so, so after this, you know, the Israelites, they basically like this, you know, great leader, usually a military leader would rise out of Israel and kill a bunch of people and save the Israelites and they would be a judge. Uh, and so we're kind of in the middle of that time. And then here is this, nobody was in charge. No one's in charge. Yeah, it's just yeah. like, yeah. If you're a charismatic person and you can kill people, like you're it, you you're the leader. Yeah. Um, so, oh wait, I should. If you're anointed by the Lord, and you can kill people, but how do you how do you get how do you get anointed? Was it always just like an angel showed up to your barren mother and was like, "By the way, I'm going to knock you up," and um, yeah, congrats. That's that's how gender went. reveal. Yeah. So you know, gender <laughs> reveal. You're a judge. <laughs> <laughs> um uh don't cut your hair and just kill people um so so there's there's this time and there was this there was this guy um he was named uh, gosh i lost my place um he was named or there was a man king jabin of cana sorry it's so many names uh and he came and he oppressed the israelites cruelly it says with 900 chariots like yeah, how, well, I mean, you, they were just they were just fucking around, like no. raising sheep and yeah, so you know, living like, in tents. Yeah, so they're like making building cities, building armies, like you know, going and killing people. So, but it says Deborah was a prophetess, and it's this is interesting because she is the only judge in the Book of Judges that is a woman. Mm-hmm. And she is the only one described as a prophetess, so or mm. a prophet, a prophet of some kind. Mm-hmm. Um, so. And she's, you know, she was leading Israel at the time, which I'm sure the Abrogians were like, Israel was being oppressed because they had a woman leader, like whatever, <laughs> like back off. You can't prove that. You can't prove that. So yeah. Uh, so she was like, she had her own tree, the tree of Deborah as this, you know, palm tree that she would sit under and people would come and hear her judgments and get her, get advice. You know, she was, you know, just living her best life. Um, and then yeah, so yeah. she was basically like an attorney in a way. I mean, she basically yeah. was a judge, right? People would bring yeah. disputes to her yeah, over so, like land or conflict with someone else, you know, a neighbor, family member, whatever. Yeah. So yeah. 
It's very so she, was, she was acting as a judge as we would think of it. She was also, you know, an anointed person of God who, you know, spoke prophecies and, you know, so like, I mean, so obviously this is a community leader. She's doing her, she's, she's, you know, lady boss doing her thing. So I guess she kind of gets sick of being oppressed. You know, they've been oppressed for 20 years. And so she summons Barack. Of, yeah. And she's like, Hey, um, like, so God is, is commanding you and, you know, go march to Mount Tabor, take 10,000 men uh, from these pri- tribes and go kill this dude, go kill Sisera. Uh, and he's like, okay, sure. I- I'm going to do that. But here's the thing, Deborah, your lady boss, you're killing it. I- you know, I like you. You need to come with me. Like, the- you know, you need to come with First Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth, and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast, we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change. It's a podcast about seeking moral high ground. And it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcast, and if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know. I can't uh, go by myself. I can't go by like myself. Six year old, you know, can like you go upstairs with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> totally. Like my kids, go get dressed for bed. Can you come with me? Like, like <laughs> I'm scared. Yeah, like, and now, like, do you want me to help you get dressed? No, I just want you to watch. Like, okay, uh, just watch you get dressed, yep. and then go pee, and then you know, whatever. <laughs> like, great. So, and then they get weird. Like when I'm like on, in the bathroom, and like they come barging in, I'm like, "Hey, daddy needs privacy." I'm like, I, I don't care about that. Why? Why? Why, yeah. why would what? you want privacy? And then, like, why do you have a book? Why do you have your iPad? What's going on? Like, I'm like, I, I read. This is my time. This is daddy's time. <laughs> Like, yep. like so so oh anyway gosh. that's actually you know you know this this is after that dude got murdered on the toilet in you know the previous chapter this is after oh, yeah. that we have we'll talk about that too but, yeah or ahud or whatever um, a- ahud, but, yeah. yeah so so they're gonna go up there and they're going with deborah and she says fine i'll come with you but just understand like you're not gonna get any glory for this you're like a woman is gonna be the one that you know is you know cesera is gonna be delivered into the hands of a woman uh and barack is okay with that like I, you know like good for him time of patriarchy yep. and he's like yep. hey like i just want to win so if if god's person happens to be a lady like they they're going to be coming with because right like i, I want yeah. to win so they go there and there's a lot that's going on and so it kind of does this you know interesting little aside this is like verse 17 if you really want to get into it um so or not verse 17 sorry going up earlier so there's this guy that had pitched his tents um this was you know the family of heber the kenite so this is actually interesting so heber the kenite if you kind of go through the genealogy, is a descendant of um, Zipporah's people. Ishmael? Yeah. Oh, no. Zipporah. Yeah. So, like, Moses' brother-in-law okay. or father-in-law. Yeah. Is a, yeah, yeah. Like, so they're, like, descendants. So, fun tie-in. Wow. You know? So, they're out living in tents, and they're just chilling there. And they had had, like, a peace agreement with Cesare's people. And, you know, they're like, kind of neutral. Like, as tent people are. They're, like... <laughs> we're out in the tents like 
do your thing. Leave us alone. Leave us alone. <laughs> we don't care. Like, look at the life choices we've made. We don't want to be bothered <laughs> by your little society. <laughs> <laughs> we have opted out, as I wish all libertarians would. Yes. God bless them. Yeah. yeah Except, please. no, I don't want you to do that because you have children and they need to be able to see the doctor and fuck you if you don't take them to the doctor. So Absol- anyway, absolutely. For sure. retracting, <laughs> retracting the original that. position. Yes. <laughs> Like, libertarians must stay in society against yeah, their will stay in society against your will sorry because society's everywhere now sorry you don't, you don't get Too to be bad. like a tent person so sad um, <laughs> so so anyway so long story short uh Cicera loses the battle badly and he's running away and he goes to the tent of you know Hebor the Kenite or Heber the Kenite um and his wife JL is chilling there and he's like hey can you shelter me and she's like come on into my tent um and you know i mean there's there are some people that will say maybe she had sex with him maybe she didn't i don't you know, there's not to me it's not like obvious so anyway he goes he says can you give me a drink she's like sure here have some milk have some just warm milk and he goes to sleep collapses from exhaustion uh, I mean, he, I would too, if I was fighting a war, like, oh my God. Yeah, yeah like, totally. I'm, I'm lactose intolerant, so I don't want the warm milk. Like, sorry, camels, you can keep your stuff. But yeah. um, I would pass the fuck out. Like, yeah. I would be out, out. Yeah, like, I, you know, yeah, it, it's, it would be exhausting for sure. Yeah. Uh, and so he's like, hey, can you just like stay up all night and keep watch for me? I'm gonna go sleep. <laughs> so- so uh, sure, dude. And so the funny thing is, is JL's like, sure, here, cuddle up. And in the night, she takes a tent peg and a hammer from her tent that she from has. Her, from her tent that she had, she's living in, and she drives it right through his skull into the ground. So like, like, goddamn, bisects his skull, and you know, and so Cesara was delivered into the hands of a woman, just like. Just like Lady Boss, just like Deborah Deborah said. said. Um, so Look at that. So she's obviously a real prophet because what she said came true. You know, and there's that. Yeah. So, so the Bible is very affirming of Deborah. Like, there's not, there's no indication in the text that Deborah was doing anything wrong, being a lady leader. Mm-hmm. Like, none at all. True. I I brought this That's up true. to Theobrogens in my seminary. Uh, there was a guy that sat next to me. This is a funny seminary story. So I went to a seminary that had uh, people from, you know, that were much more progressive, people that were much more conservative. There mm-hmm, were, you mm-hmm. know, some really like, you know, very complementarian guys there. And there were, there was a, a guy was, you know, so, and, but they're also in this class, there are ladies, women studying for ministry. And there mm-hmm. are dudes studying for ministry in the same class that don't believe these ladies should be studying for ministry. So <laughs> weird dynamics. So this one, Theobrogen's arguing that, you know, women aren't leaders in the scripture. And I bring up Deborah. I was like, you know, hey, like there were plenty of lady leaders in the Bible too. Like not mm-hmm. a ton. It's still a very patriarchal book, but it, it wouldn't be hard for them to just like shh, rip this section out if they wanted to, or just not, right, even, yeah. not even record it. It's not like, um, anyway. So he said, yeah, good point. He never sat next to me again. Like, 
he went with a bunch of his dude bros in the back of the class for the rest of the semester. Like never talked to me or anyone else, any of the ladies again. So anyway, funny story. Wow. Wow. So, so anyway, it says that day God humiliated King Jabin of Cana before the Israelites and Israel's power continued to overwhelm him and until they did away with him. So they eventually just like completely, not just defeated this army, but disposed the king as well. Deborah then gets this like song in chapter five. If you want to read it, you can. But it's a really in your face song. Like oh, just talking awesome. about, you know, like like at the end of it, she, she's like Sisera's mother's, you know, looking out of the lattice. There's my son coming home. Why isn't he here? Is he going to bring me some money from killing those oh, Israelites? Damn. Yeah. Nope. That's He's low. Dead. That's yeah. low. She brought his like, mom into yes. it. <laughs> she brings his mom into it. So she is, she is a cold, you know, stone cold bitch. Like, you yeah. know, when she needs to be. And that's great. So yeah, that's Deborah, And that's JL. And, um, you know, two ladies that you know, took matters into their own hands. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's something it's like, you got to do what you got to do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. not advocating for tent pegging anyone which is very different from just pegging I suppose because you're yes. dead afterwards but <laughs> uh but yeah so I don't know yeah I don't know it's 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 very fascinating just because like evangelical culture is is just so patriarchal right even 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 in denominations that affirm like women as as pastors teachers preachers etc so it's like yeah they could have just left this out if it didn't it didn't fit the narrative i'm sure many things were left out that didn't fit the narrative mm-hmm. you know over over the millennia <laughs> i remember hearing like hearing sermons on this story and it was it was still it was still kind of from from the angle of like you know well god wanted to use a man but there was no man available right um and so god used these women and they still kick ass and I don't know it's just just a very very fascinating story and the fact that they still tell it they don't just kind of like brush I mean you can't really not tell it right yeah I mean clearly (laughs) so oh yeah some guy got his 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 uh his head was was caved in by a lady while he was taking a nap but I don't know if I don't really know what the moral is precisely, just because I I I I tend much more towards pacifism. I don't know if I could, I don't think I could actually put a tent peg through someone's head. I mean, maybe if things were different, but like I don't know if I could do that. I, it's it's intense. Yeah, that's you know, that is a that is a practiced skill, I feel like. <laughs> And, you don't just come up with that on the fly yeah you don't come up with that one on the fly and and it's interesting how you know these stories are in the bible and this isn't the only one there are other prophetesses and there are other women that were leaders and you know especially you get in the new testament there are women mis- mentioned as as pastors as preachers teachers um mixed in with a lot of patriarchal stuff that says what women can't mm-hmm. teach. It is interesting that these don't get mentioned mm-hmm. as much. Like, yeah. like, like Samson and Delilah, that's like a story of the ages. Like, but Deborah For some and, reason. For some reason. Like, 
and he was a, they were both not great people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were both, they were both pretty major dicks. Yes. They were not good people. They were, gra- they were great for each other in that way. In that way. Yes. You know, um, but Deborah and Deborah in particular, because she is, you know, the chosen of God to lead. And it, again, it's not like there weren't men like this guy, Barack was perfectly capable of leading and Deborah was happy to let him go lead. And mm-hmm. it was, it was mm-hmm. his, it was his idea to be like, Hey, right. can, can you come, can you come with me? And I, I do know, I'm sure if Mark Driscoll was to have this take, he would say that Barack was a weakling for wanting a woman to come with him or something. And probably wore skinny jeans. Yeah, probably, you know, whatever. Wore <laughs> <laughs> skinny jeans and didn't have a beard and, you know, wasn't a real man. Just wasn't, he, just, he just wasn't masculine enough. That's all. Wasn't, that was didn't the problem. eat meat. I don't whatever. Uh, it didn't, you know, whatever un, you know, unflattering thing that Mark Driscoll would say about him. Uh, but you know, the Bible doesn't seem to support that narrative. The, I feel like the Bible doesn't offer very much commentary on what's happening. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking back to like Lot. Like there were so many stories in Lot where like somebody should have added a sentence or two. Maybe don't rape people. Yeah, that would be for starters. Yeah. That's lots of great. You know, you have 1,200 pages you've printed on like basically onion skin paper and you're not going to get around to maybe not rape that's yeah. a great place to start that conversation yeah, i feel that's like it's a good and, um or like like even the whole like sodom and gomorrah thing like why was sodom yes. and gomorrah destroyed like we we get like a hint in ezekiel that it had nothing right. to do with being gay but right it, if you just have sodom and gomorrah it kind of looks like it's because they were you know like Right. Maybe clear the air here. Uh, and like just you we know, need some commentary. Some commentary. This makes no sense. You know, and, and there is and there is a rich tradition of Jewish commentary that goes yes. for thousands of years, but they're Absolutely. not but they're not any more helpful. You know, most Jewish fair. commentaries are like this rabbi says this, and this rabbi says the exact opposite. <laughs> you know, like and and yeah, I appreciate, I appreciate so much the Jewish tradition for like maintaining two and sometimes three and four different opposing views as, as part mm-hmm. of the canon of the discussion. Right. Like I, you know. As opposed it, to just saying like, we have unilaterally decided. Yeah. Like John Calvin got All it right things. and everyone else is wrong. Um, yes, like exactly. this, So that is, that is a thing I appreciate about the Jewish tradition for sure. But it is it is interesting to me that there yeah there's not a lot of definitive commentary on a lot of these things. Like we said, it's pretty badass. I'm just not 100 percent sure what what the moral is, other than women can kick ass too. Yeah, w- women can kick ass too. I I do think it does also show the like brutality of this time period. True. Where true. It is yes. You know, this is like every chapter of the book of Judges is like oh. some king comes in people are being slaughtered. and yeah. slaughters people and then someone is raised up to slaughter them right back. And it is this cycle of the violence that continues like really throughout the whole Old Testament. Like even once even once they get a king, like, yeah, we got a king. Right. Like, and then they just keep going. Like, and 
it is interesting too because you do see the kind of the patriarchy kind of kick up a lot like there aren't there are no deborahs once you really get into the kingship there's like women that are like they're nice queen mothers or godless jezebels like you don't jezebel yeah jezebel yeah you don't get a lot of positive representations of women in scripture generally oh my gosh almost none Hosea's wife yeah poor lady or poor Hosea I don't know who like again two people that are yeah who consented here yeah It's like a mutually non-consensual relationship. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, sometimes <laughs> I think like Game of Thrones is more of a morality tale than the Bible sometimes. <laughs> oh, God. Right. Um, At least we know what's 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 right and wrong in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Like we can go like, this is wrong. This Because obviously <laughs> this looks wrong. You know, there, there are people reading Game of Thrones being like, you know, Ramsey Bolton, like he was misguided, but he had a point. And, yeah, you know, God raised him up to, I don't know, whatever, <laughs> this could get super nerdy and weird, but, um, yes, it could. but I, I, I think that it is, it is a fascinating thing that even in a book that is very patriarchal, there are these little glimmers of women rising up and mm-hmm. they're it, it, even in a crazy weird time. Like, yeah. it, I, I think the jail did what she had to do. Like, you know, because that, mm-hmm. that's a, yeah. because that's that's what women have done throughout history is yep. like figured it out. Shit's got to get done. Yeah. Shit has to get done. Can I just say Go completely ahead. off topic that I think it. like just my initial thought from a kind of neuroscience perspective is. Um, yeah, I don't I don't I don't think that would instantly kill you to have a tent pig put through your temple. I think he would be conscious for a minute. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. I mean, honestly, just based on the uh, brain injuries that certain individuals have been conscious for. Yeah, like, like that, I don't, the yeah, I don't know Phineas Gage. Yes, I was just thinking. I yep. couldn't remember his name, but yeah, the guy that at the pole like threw his head. Uh huh. Yeah, I don't know. I I'm not 100 percent sure that he died instantly. You know, he probably passed out at some point. But I'm not sure yeah. if he was dead. Yeah. So, like, yeah, it was that was not clean. That wasn't Mm-mm. a clean way to die. Mm-mm. No, it was a bad time. It's yeah. not a great way to wake up from from your war nap. <laughs> I'm gonna go take a war nap. People watch. <laughs> like, like, holy shit! What are you doing? Ah! There's, there's stuff ah. thinking in my head. What? Why? Why are my are eyes you? bleeding? What? I don't understand. Well, I'm stuck to the ground now. What is going on? <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Well, yes. I think it's good to have lady people in the Bible. I'm like, I'm a weird person to ask because I'm just beginning to realize that I have like no affinity for gender just as a con- on, as a construct at all. Like, it doesn't really make any sense to me. Um, like, this really feels unnecessary. Uh, like we were joking about earlier, like your gender is you're a judge. Yeah, like that makes more sense to me. Yeah, but um, yeah, I think that it's awesome to have like the representation piece is so cool to me. Um, I mean, I've talked about this before, but Zipporah being like one of my absolute favorite characters in the Bible, 
and just like everything. She was also batshit. <laughs> it came to violence. She's like, you're gonna start cutting shit off, man. This is yeah. what you gotta do. Yeah. <laughs> gotta get it done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know, like the, the representation piece is I think really cool mm-hmm. as someone who doesn't particularly connect with, with womanhood. With, with being a all. woman, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess I would ask, is it, is it overstating it to be like, oh, this is a fun example of a woman in the Bible? Uh, or, I don't or think so. It, I don't think so at all. Yeah. I don't see it that way at all. It just, yeah, like my gender shit is like my own shit. Oh, that's fine. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think that represents, representation is so important. It's yes. so important. I do want to ask though, like, so I don't know that Deborah, JL certainly, okay, JL straight up murdered somebody. So in their mm-hmm. sleep, I could see why maybe she wouldn't be put forth as like a woman that you'd want to be like. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, because she's not, she's not, what is it, what is it, like, what's the word, what is the term that Paul used? Submissive, you, like, you know, subservient. Peace, you know, peaceable, something. Yeah, peaceable. Anyway, like, yeah. But, but Deborah, being a woman that is a leader, like, she's not, I've never heard her put forth, in the same way that, like, say, Esther, which that's weird. Which or, that's weird. Or Rachel, or, there are a lot of women in the Bible that I mm-hmm. think have been put forth by evangelicalism or Mary even as like, this is a, what a woman should be like, you know, the Proverbs 31 wife, like, you know, there's, there's a cast of female characters, which let's be honest, right. encompasses all of the women in the Bible because there's not mm-hmm. that many, mm-hmm. uh, but Deborah tends to never make that list. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if you've ever even heard. And I think that's, I mean, I, I think that's very, eh. I mean, I, I think there, were, there was a lot of like, well, this is somebody had to do it, right? Some micro bullshit, dirty job, but someone's got to do it. Yeah. Um, I've definitely, I've definitely heard it kind of put forward in in that way. I have not heard it, at least in in growing up evangelical and it being in evangelical spaces for um, most of my adulthood, even. Um, but yeah, I don't remember ever hearing it being put forward as like, yeah, this is somebody to to emulate, right? Mm-hmm. If you if you are if you are a girl or a woman, and I think that that there are a lot of women who actually in 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 the church, right, who actually do find her pretty inspiring. Because mm-hmm. um, again, like, I don't I don't know if I could do that, and I don't think of myself as like a squeamish person at all (laughs) um you know i i'm i'm definitely like the kind of person who will eat mac and cheese while watching an open heart surgery kind of bullshit um so i'm doing it with a tent peg well it's more that i just i don't i don't i i i just like morally object to people suffering Mm -hmm. so that's that's more what it is right and that's where the whole like I don't think he was dead dead. No. no <laughs> um, like, like, I think people heard what was going on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Some people knew that something, something was going down. Yeah. That tent probably wasn't good. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I do, I don't definitely see now in, 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 you know, faith spaces that jail is spoken of very, very highly, but I don't ever remember that in, you know, an evangelical culture really at all. 
um, this is very random, but and I, I don't I don't know who it was, but somebody, I assume someone on Twitter, uh, sent me the book, sent me a copy of the book, uh, "The Women Who Run with Wolves." Mm-hmm. Um, I think I got the title right. Anyway, it's like I have no idea where this book came from. It literally just like showed up one day on my doorstep. But I kept trying to read it and trying to read it. It's it's huge, and I'm like, not this is not doing anything for me. And I was like, oh yeah, it's just this isn't something I've ever cared about or like that has ever resonated with me. Just mm-hmm. weird. Like, can my gender just be mom? <laughs> that a gender that's acceptable like I've always wanted to be a mom yeah but yeah. oh it's like it's like know. an arch- archetype book like you know the archetype and I was like I really appreciate it and at some point I you know I'll check it out from the library like the audiobook and listen to it mm-hmm. at some point I'm sure I will because it's it's really well written and it's really beautiful but I was just like I don't why is this not, this is just not doing anything for me right now. Yeah, like embracing feminine archetypes isn't something that you yeah. find and, like, and, and many of them were, again, like super badass, right? It wasn't like, it wasn't feminine, like you sit at home on your hands or barefoot and pregnant, right? It was very much like women who were boss bitches. Yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is not my calling. Womanhood yeah. is not my calling. <laughs> I, I've had it. I've had a a weird like full circle with that because you know, and growing up in evangelicalism, being masculine and embodying yeah. masculine archetypes was this like you know huge thing, and you know like the John Eldridge Wild at Heart, and there was you know the Father Lover whatever book that came out. Oh God! Were, you know, oh God! Like, and so I got really into that for a while. Cause it's like, you know, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm in my well, like, everywhere. teens, early twenties, everywhere. everywhere. And like, I want to be a man. And, you know, like, so like, you know, like, you know, like oh, my, my voice kind of cracked when I said that and like, that's appropriate. I, wanna be, <laughs> I oh, love that. It's so good. Um, so, <laughs> and so I, I, I think that evangelicalism draws on that, but yeah, the, like the wild woman archetype or the archetype of a mm-hmm. woman who is, is not controlled by patriarchy is like one that, one that is celebrated throughout most cultures, I would say yes. ancient, Israelite, ancient Israelite culture. Yeah. To a certain extent. Yeah. But that, that one is like, mm, we don't, no. Like, no, we don't fuck with that. <laughs> we don't talk with that. We don't talk about her. You know, we don't, we don't allow yeah. her to run free. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that, that is, that is, you know, because yeah, in the, in the masculine archetype, it's like all the archetypes are good, you know. Uh, right. You know, but. <laughs> But for women, it's like <laughs> mm, the the homemaker, the mother, great. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the maid and the mother are wonderful, but that crone, she's crazy. Like, you know. Uh huh. Uh huh. So, yeah. No. Um, any any woman who had agency was just seen as suspect, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was like centuries of of killing witches. There was just you know primarily just women who weren't married. <laughs> Yeah, women you know? who were married or were neurodivergent or whatever. Like, yes, yes, exactly. You know, we got to kill them. Like, so, like, how long? How long did it take you guys to figure out that witches weren't real? Because, uh, yeah. I don't know, it's a master race. I'm told. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. Good times. Good times. Oh my gosh. No, no but well, I like I love this story. I'm not gonna lie. I think it's great. If you are a, someone who you know in in embodies or is inspired by you know female archetype warrior yeah. bad ladies, uh, not bad ladies, just boss ladies, badass ladies, badass yeah. ladies. I got it. You said it. Um, you said it in a way that made it sound like a yeah. positive. Good. Like then, yeah, this is the story for you. Go get it. Yeah. Read it and enjoy it. Totally. Uh, if if these things don't resonate with you, like it's it's an interesting story. It's a weird story. It's, yes, it's interesting, even if it doesn't resonate. Definitely I, I drives me to drink a little bit. That like <laughs> this is the story that we preserved for like four thousand years, and there are many other <laughs> stories that were wiped off the planet. But you know, whatever. <laughs> Yeah. Shit happens. <laughs> Shit Col- happens, I guess. Coloni- colonizers happen. Colonizers. Colonizers be colonizers. Who's gonna colonize? <laughs> you can find us on the Twitters and the face, not the Facebooks. Oh, we have, mm. we do not have the we Facebooks. Don't, do not find anybody on Facebook. Please don't. <laughs> Abandon mm. Facebook. Okay. Twitter. <laughs> like SOS. Or Instagram, the fun site owned by Facebook, but the but the better site, I should say. Yes. Um, uh, yes. At Go Home Bible, uh, you can also find us on Patreon. We'd love to have you contribute. Uh, yeah, we're True. we want to continue to build that community, and if you are able to, we'd love to have you involved in that. Uh, please also check out Irreverent uh, Media Group, which is the group media group that we're a part of. They have a lot of amazing people. A lot of great creators that are doing, you know, incredible work in this space of of faith rediscovery, faith rebuilding. Mm-hmm. You know, helping people through re- you know uh, deconstruction, and it is uh, it's a great space to be in, and I'm very excited. Great company, so yeah, yep, awesome. Right. Have a great week, everyone. We did it. We did it, and uh, yeah. First Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth, and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast, we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change. It's a podcast about seeking moral high ground. And it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know.